Well, hello, everybody. You're listening to the Woodworkers Podcast. I'm Ben Brunick, and I've got Ramon Valdez with me this evening. How you doing, Ramon? I'm good, man. How you doing? Great, man. Great. <laughs> yeah, we're we're Phil we're Phil-less this Phil-less. evening. Phil, Phil, Phil wasn't able to make it. He's he's uh, buried deep at Mark Adams in a in a class going right now. Um, uh, but we've we've got a we've got a fill in for Phil, Jack Jack Forsberg. Former guest, inter- interview guest, all around <laughs> interesting character. Jack, how you doing? Pretty good. So I, I guess I've got some <laughs> shoes to fill Morley. <laughs> <laughs> I knew there was a joke in there somewhere. <laughs> Filling in for Phil. <laughs> Phil- <laughs> Awesome. Uh, I, sh- just... I should be able to fill Morley those shoes. <laughs> you're just, you're just holding, you're just holding that, weren't you? <laughs> anyway, good to, good to, good to talk with you guys. Man, this is awesome. Welcome to the show once again. We've, yeah. uh, we've been uh, excited for this last couple of days when we, when we reached out to you. When we, so we, when we finally we appreciate it. Yeah, when we finally figured something out. We, we, um. We were off for we're off our schedule just a little bit. We um, usually put one out every two weeks, but we're going to be off just. This will be what uh, we'll, we missed a week. Yeah, we're um, off. Of trying, oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah, we were trying to trying to figure out what we were going to do, and and Phil was frantically working on his um, oh the the RV and trying to get ready for the show and everything, and it just just wasn't working. And then we had a couple of other other things. I was with my family. <laughs> um out in the black hills of south dakota and and no uh, yeah and a- it's and it's even hot here in canada it's it's august so yeah <laughs> everybody's sort of hibernating to a certain degree i imagine sure mm-hmm. but um with phil because we found out that phil wasn't going to be able to make it it just just wasn't in the cards um i think this is going to work well i it, where we have somebody who's been on this show as that's been interviewed, you know, that, that we've had on as a, as a guest. Um, but then to have, to have them on, like if one of us can't make it, if, you know, if Ramon can't make it or I can't make it, what have you, um, we'll go back and have somebody that's been a past guest, um, be a, a guest yeah, host. I, uh, yeah. I, I jumped on it as soon as you asked. I, I enjoyed it last time. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, that's it's, awesome. It's always good for a laugh, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've been laughing before the show actually started. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, hold on, hold so, on, guys. Save all those good jokes <laughs> for the <yeah>. show. <laughs> but uh, Jack doesn't run out, so <laughs> sure. Well, speak, speaking of that, Jack, I mean, <clears throat> being that you're the the special guest host, uh, what have you been doing lately, man? You've got a lot going on. Well, I I took a vacation recently, which is really strange for me, Um, and I didn't know what to do with myself. Like, (laughs) have you guys ever had that problem? (laughs) Every every time Uh, I go on vacation. (laughs) Well, most of my vacations, if I took time off, it was to go work in the shop on stuff I wanted (laughs) to work on. Exactly. So, I mean, I guess I'm a bit weird that way, but maybe not so weird. Uh, so this time it was, I wasn't allowed, well, I wasn't allowed in the shop. I just told myself, okay, I'm going to do a real vacation, but I hated it. So, uh, <laughs> we, uh, we, we ended up, I used to do a lot more camping, canoeing, and there's a big river up in Northern Ontario that 
is pretty much through the wilderness, takes about two weeks and ends you up in the Arctic. And you take a train back. So we ended up driving up to where the road ends, about 1,400 kilometers north of me. Wow. Kilometers, that would be like 1,000 miles. (laughs) And the road stops there, train takes over, and you get on a train and you go through the tundra for five hours. And you end up in a place, about 200 people. It's Eskimos. It's called Moosonee. And there's another little, uh, it's, a, it's an Indian reserve. And uh, it's where the river that we would have taken comes out and you, and you go in. So I always wanted to see that part of Canada. I'd never, never been that high north. And man, they, they don't got trees up there. Like, uh, we, we got, I drove up past, <laughs> past the hardwoods, past even the pine trees. And it started to turn into solid boreal, but the the it, it's flat, so it, it didn't turn out to be a great trip because you're looking out the window, all you see is trees. Five hours and after a while, like it's just trees. Like uh, so, it turned out it wasn't that great. Still, the bugs were horrible. Like really? they were. Ju- oh yeah, yeah. So we stayed there for three three hours and just took the train back. Unfortunately, if you're watching my story, the train broke down, and this isn't a place to break down. Uh, and we didn't get we, what was supposed to be a five-hour trip turned out to be a 12-hour trip without sleep. And oh gosh! But uh, it was still worth it. The hotel we stayed in the historic. They had taken part of the old train stations, which are really quite pretty up there because it was some of the first transportation networks made and uh, turned it into a hotel and we stayed there. So it was kind of neat. So we ended up coming back this week and I just been lazing around the house and uh, we've got to go back hard on the 19th. So it's actually good that Ben called me and said, Hey, would you like to do this? Because it's late for me. I don't know what time it is for you guys. I'm, I'm, I'm 10 o'clock at night right now. Well, later, right? Yeah. Oh. You're, you're eight o'clock or something? Are yeah. Eight o'clock, Raymond? Yeah, eight twenty. Yeah. 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 And I'm 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 in central time, so nine o'clock. We we do here it a little night. bit yeah. We do yeah. it a little bit later in the evening here because I've got uh usually it's well both Phil and I have kids and uh trying to get them um hornswoggled into bed. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Is, is always a challenge, but uh because yeah, other, otherwise, you know, I don't I, I don't have a big house. You 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 know, you get to, you get to hear every every whining and fight and and uh you don't um, have a sound room? I don't have a sound room. No, nope, no, nope, I have a And it wouldn't it wouldn't matter anyway, right? No, it wouldn't. <laughs> well, my my in the breezeway, so that's pretty good. Good. I've only got to worry about the wife, so, and that's plenty. <laughs> those 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 trains are incredible. We, my wife and I, were up in Uray, Colorado, old mining town. There's Silverton and then Uray, and you know, tiny little roads, switchbacks. You know, you get up. To oh yeah, but that would be beautiful. Feet. Oh, that would be beautiful. And they they have a train that runs. Actually, the train runs from Durango, which is only about 45 minutes from us. Yeah, and it runs north. Um, yeah, R- really, just incredible that that big old piece of steel is still running. It's um, it's coal, 
Oh, okay. And last, I think, I think this summer, maybe, the, I don't remember when it was, but they, they caught some of the forest on fire from the train. And oh, so wow. they're going to be trying to convert them to oil. Like diesel, you oh, mean? Like, like I, diesel? I guess yeah. diesel. Yeah. Well, um, the original, the original train to, to Moosonee from Cochrane was steam engine. It was uh, done about that time. But that's what I think is great about the mountains is you see, you get vistas where mm-hmm. this train over there where it was really disappointing <laughs> yeah. it's so flat it's the hudson's bay lowland so it's all swampy and stuff you can't see above the trees ever like unless there you go by a lake or something and then uh, yeah by the time you get your head cranked around you're past the lake so <laughs> so like, it, it like it, being it, it back was east. odd it's like being back east and you're on those freeways and you're you after a while you feel like a you know a little rat in a cage or something because you can't see past the trees out yeah. here where we live, it's just open. Um, it's interesting that you what you get used to, I guess. Well, I, I lived up in there. So I lived up in the Uinta Basin, which is the high plateau. So that's uh, – and I actually, Ramon, I thought it was rather beauty, beautiful in a different way. Like it's not green. I'm used to green, mm-hmm. but the, the vistas uh, – well, and just um, – just the vacancy of people is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) You can see forever and there's not even a house or nothing, you know, Mm. and it's, it's, it, it can be quite pretty, uh, you know, especially some like uh, the flaming gorge and, and, you know, what is it? Monument national park there with the, this, the really cool rock formations. And it's, it's pretty neat. Well, at the grand Canyon, like, I mean, that's pretty amazing stuff. Yeah. My wife and I were coming back from Vegas one time. We stopped at the north rim of the Grand Canyon, and there's this road that you got to take off the highway. It's quite a ways to get to the entrance of the north rim of the Grand Canyon. Well, it was February. What were we yes. thinking? And it was closed. <laughs> oh, well, does it snow? Yeah, it does. Yeah, okay. So I felt like Chevy Chase in vacation. I wanted to punch a moose in the face of, by the time we drove all that windy road and like clothes. What do you mean clothes? Out of the Grand Canyon clothes. Well, there was snow all over, but yeah. So yeah, still not very much snow compared. I I know no. much snow. It's not no. much snow. We get lots of snow. Yeah. But I haven't uh, I haven't done it like, since the last talk to you guys. I did the the Watson's Mill, which was that uh, grist mill rebuilt. That was pretty oh, exciting. Oh gosh, that was incredible. You know, and uh, what else have we done? I can't even think, man. Like, uh, I don't know what we had to finish after that. I know we had to do some other stuff. I'm back. I'm back at that house at my brother's to finish that off, because I uh, last year when I was doing that house for him, I had to let some other clients go. So we're kind of just caught back up. Um, what What did I do? I worked and rebuilt that that uh, old 1898 more uh molding machine um trying well, you, to think you had rust fest rust fest yeah that's exhausting that was that was exhausting <laughs> um it was very good it's very good it's going to get even better i know and i'm going to have to start either charging people because i don't charge people for that oh uh, it's going to huh. be too many people coming and i'll just have to either start charging or change the venue but i don't know if i change the venue if it's exciting i think I think what I like about the Rust Fest is kind of like the attitude here on this podcast that it's about, it's just about coming over to the shop. It's not, you know, set yourself up in some auditorium and it's 
It's all mm-hmm. tool vendors and stuff <laughs> like that. There's enough of that stuff. So just a real working shop, and and um, I think a lot of people come for that. How, how many people were at uh, this 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 go around? Uh maybe two hundred to wow, twenty five. That's a that's a nice which that that's all. But they don't. They, they, it it's a carnival. Hmm. So what I mean is, it's not like there's going to be a discussion with somebody there. So there was about there's a we had about eight demonstrations. We had a guy who uh, hand scrapes metal for uh, if you from if you know what I mean by that. It's uh, it's sort of a it's sneaking up on a fit with chisels and metal and fitting parts to closer than to between what perfect and one thousandth of an inch. He ended up scraping my number five and a half Bailey as the demonstration. So I have in my toolbox now a hand scraped five and a half Bailey. It's a gorgeous looking finish if you're familiar with it. Uh, somebody uh, <clears throat> who, I don't know who does that on Instagram. I don't really see anybody doing that, but that's even beyond what Conrad does. Conrad laps. Hand scraping is beyond lapping. It's between lapping and perfect. God. it's it's like it 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 would take me a two hours to do an inch that's very intriguing i've never <laughs> even heard of that that's... hand scraping yeah uh scraping well there's different metal. types there's different types but it's a very fine machines are hand scraped together so that there is uh the precision is incredible like it's more more precise than Vesper squares, and 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 he's very precise. He works. <laughs> he works within. Um, he works in microns. Yeah, Micro, microns and if a micron. I'm trying to figure out what a micron is. I think there's forty <clears throat> microns in one thousandth of an inch. I believe so. Something like that. But um, hand scraping is millionths of an inch. Okay, they're called um, micro micro inches. So it's it's. it's I'm gonna have to ask it, my dad about that. That uh, yeah yeah it's it's a it's a it's just a. I call it a Horton. Here's the who stuff. It's just villages <laughs> keep getting immensely smaller, and the, the detail is just all there. So it's uh, it's it's a very fascinating thing. It's an old school way of fitting things uh, a lot of my machines in the shop are hand scraped that's how they used to do stuff and, and some still do it's still it's still considered uh, uh very good because it holds oil and it all, all kinds of interesting things but it's a beautiful finish it, it it it's like it's like frost little frosty flakes and it dances in the light it's it's a it's a gorgeous finish I would do it just for the finish. Like it, it's, um, if you look on my feed, you'll see one of the hand planes, maybe back during the time I was on the rust fest. There was that, that's Pete. That's my blacksmith's, uh, father. And Nick, of course, uh, he's permanent here now. And, um, he now has an, an apprentice that he's training, uh, who's been here for about three months. So there's now two blacksmiths, at the Wadkin Temple. We're looking to adding another person because uh, we have also Andrew the Carver. So we've already got like four artists that are at the Wadkin Temple. 
the, the special artists that were here were Karen McBride. Uh, Karen McBride is a very accomplished uh, artist. Yeah, we've talked about you've talked about her before. She'd be an awesome <clears throat> guest to have on. She's done mm-hmm. some. Um, well, she she did one project uh, for Steinway, and Steinway every year does a uh, what's called the Artist Piano. These these sell for over a million dollars and she did uh one uh uh it's just amazing what she what she did and uh she i went with her to some bronze casting guy and she actually had chicken's feet real chicken's feet bronze casted (laughs) for the feet of this 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 uh piano this grand piano um but I mean that that that, that was amazing. Um, who else did we have? We had uh, oh, we had Vic Teslin was building um, he was building guitars out of cigarette boxes, electric guitars. Oh, okay, um, that was a real hit. Uh, I had an I got my old PV out and we plugged it in and we're blaring away. Um, that was very popular. A lot of people wanted to see that again. I was trying to build a table in 10 minutes, which was a joke. I couldn't. But uh, <laughs> um, I'm not sure who else. We've got to be. Oh, we had um, one of the guys. Oh, his name, um, uh, J- James Ferris, uh, was carving bowls and spoons. Um, can't remember what else. There's, so it's a carnival. So it's, it's, all these activities are going on at once. And the idea is is that you don't come and and you know okay there's an there's a there's a demonstration at 1:30 and 2 and it's not all regulated right because what we what i found is people just want to talk to each other they just they just mm-hmm. want to mingle and stuff like that and when it's all regimented and you know okay there's going to be a presentation it gets to be a little dry and um you know it's only in the afternoon so what it what's good about it is Everybody gets to, you know, watch a little bit of something or, or go and, and, and look at the thing that they want to do the most and they get to engage with the person. There's no, they're not on a stage or anything like that. You can just go right up and That's Nick, awesome. let, Nick let, lets them come into the forge and pound on metal. And, and so it's a real interactive thing. So it, it's, it's become very, um, uh, I guess it's kind of a maker fair, but but not really uh like that's probably what the audience would would understand as as a maker fair where there's a whole bunch of different makers but it's 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 much less um uh uh you know uh organized mm-hmm. and free floating and uh a lot of people have a lot of fun oh we have free beer i mean you <laughs> stick beer and woodworkers and <laughs> And, and free. sharp machinery around. <laughs> it's a lot of fun, right? Like, you know? Uh, it, it's growing every year, I'm sure. Yeah, we start. So it'll be the 8th is next year. And it's just started out with some guys on a, uh, talking on a forum. And I said, hey, why don't you come over? And we'll, yeah, that's whatever. Pretty and cool. Th- th- there was eight people the Man, first year. I would love to be there. Yeah, well, I mean, come. We're not going to stop. We're going to keep doing it. Uh, Vic's now on board. Vic Teslin, if you know who that is. Oh yeah, he's he's on board to um, uh, uh, get involved with promoting it more. Uh, 
we've been talking to Conrad. He might come up and do something. We've talked to Linza Manzard. Um, she might, she's been twice here now. I want her to do something. If you don't know who she is, she's amongst one of the best guitar makers in Canada. Say her name again. Uh, Linda Manzard. Linda. She's on. I'll send you guys a link. Man. She she's amazing. She just finished. She just finished a, um, a group of seven guitars. A group of seven are famous Canadian artists from about the twenties. And uh, she got a bunch of her uh, luthiers together, and they all made a guitar based on the artwork of one of each of the group of seven. Well, it turned uh-huh. out to be the most popular show ever. And ended up, she ended up going to England and sitting with the Queen to show her the stuff. So, uh, like, she's amazing. She built a, she's popular for the Picasso guitar, which is a 72-string guitar. (laughs) Okay, this is, you want to see wacko stuff, man? You got to check this stuff out. And she's... She's uh, she's a hippie, so Phil would even like her. So, <laughs> <laughs> wow. And, uh, yeah. So, so there's some interesting. Uh, there's there seems to be some sort of interesting people that uh, come to share, and and I think uh, it it sets a bit of a caliber for uh, the Wadkin Temple, and I think that's what interests a lot of people to be able to mingle. Right with with uh, uh, some of uh, some of maybe uh, uh, of of the people they look up to in the craft and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So a little so bit a hand, little bit hands on and uh, very interactive. Yeah, where yeah, people, people can yeah, uh, and you know it's amazing how many people ask to do stuff. You know, yeah. like so I don't really have to like. There's never a problem filling up with interesting things to do. You know, mm-hmm. there's uh, you know there's a lot of it's interesting. Ottawa is an interesting location. I don't know why, but it's, 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 you know, Lee Valley is from here. Oh yeah. Uh, There's sort of a little, a little like 1960s art Mecca here. There's a lot of, there's a lot of great talent. I'm working with, um, Oh God, what's her name? She just moved from Toronto. Um, um, uh, Earnshaw, Heidi Earnshaw. She teaches over in the main school. She's, She's in that network. Uh, Phil would Phil will probably bump into her. She, she, she's a very accomplished, written, wrote in books and stuff like that. Uh, she moved from Toronto now to uh, just outside here in Ottawa, and has never had to deal with three phase equipment and household <laughs> power. So we've become friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so so that's kind of what's going on with me right now amongst you know managing the projects that we have and the mill is asking me to do more work which is exciting and yeah no kidding you know the economy is good guys it's this is that's what it is you guys must be just swamped like it it depends on who you talk to around here when they (laughs) talk about the economy i don't see a a slow economy you know i i always say people that want to work will always work People that don't want to work, they can't find a job, and it's a bad yeah. Economy. Well, maybe maybe they're more artistic down here where I am. <laughs> they're they're pretty conservative people. It's because it's a government town. Eh? Mm. Ottawa is the capital of Canada. That's where all the federal government workers are, and they you know they they, they you know you know what government workers are like in Canada. <laughs> is, this, <laughs> is this a joke? <laughs> here you go. I'll get the I'll get the drum roll going. <laughs> <laughs> 
you, you see, Cana- like Canadians, they're, they're, they're so nice, right? They're just so nice. They don't want to offend anybody. Okay? So, I mean, everybody knows that, right? So we go, well, don't All fight. of them? How, how about we have a beer? Okay? You know, like, and so the, the, the politicians are like that. They're very, they're, you know, you can't, they don't really want to do anything offensive or anything like that. So a, a Canadian politician would not allow pencils to be manufactured because they'll poke somebody's eye out. <laughs> okay. you know, what? So, <laughs> you know, down in the United States, you can make anything. Like you, you can make you, you can make weapons, and nobody <laughs> stops. Nobody stops you. I mean, that's why there's so much great work down there. It's like there's no. Here, if you want to sell a hot dog on the corner, you need like fifty miles of red tape. Like it, it it's it's crazy, you know. It's crazy. So, anyway, that's my rant for Canadians. As you know, boys, I was born in California, so I am American officially. So, how long have you been in Canada? You you probably told us before, but yeah, since I was five. So, oh gosh, I'm pretty much I'm pretty much Canadian, frostbitten, and the whole works. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-huh. And so some of these photos that you've been, I saw recently, uh, that you've been posting. Th- of of the machines and yeah. stuff? That's a bandsaw, yeah. right? That's, yeah, so I, like, that's what I'm into, like, as interest, as my little side interest. You know, I, I, I just love the history of, and, you know, and what, where, where we came from, right? Like, you know, we're always talking, you know. Everybody's thinking that all your wood's coming from, you know, urban tree renewal and stuff. And where do you get your wood? And I think people don't have any idea of where the majority of their stuff used to come from. That bandsaw is the one of the last surviving that runs on steam. I, yeah, I read that. That's, yeah, 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 like it's and that's it, in it, that's in Oregon, right? That's in that's in Oregon. They do they <laughs> can cut logs 100 feet long and there's a an article on their website that says that they cut a a plank for a man for his wife to build the longest love seat in the world 100 feet long out of a single board i've looked all over the internet for a picture of it and i can't find it so here's a shout out to anybody who knows where that guy lives i would love to talk to him you know um but it's just it's an amazing, amazing stuff, and it's you know it's almost was built in 1932, so God. Uh, you know, and it's still going. Uh, it's just incredible like, how much they do. They own a hundred acres of uh, their own forest that they manage, and they and they have had that since 1932, and continues to supply them with the highest grades of Douglas fir. They'll give you anything you want. They'll give you. Uh, they'll give you twenty-four by twenty-four with no heart in it. Like yeah. it's it's incredible the quality that. Yeah, you see the uh, you see the material that like um, uh, is it Donovan? Like, yeah, well, Donovan's right in that area. Yeah, right but there. I mean that's you what s- I'd be building with too, right? That you see, you see, you see the stuff that he that he builds with. So Donovan is what? What, what is he on? Instagram, uh, Monitor Millworks. Monitor Millworks. Yeah, Donovan Harding is his last name. Okay. Donovan Harding is, he's the best in the world at um, reproduction sash from turn of the century machinery that was specifically made 
to build window sash. So the uh, I call it an English Americanized version, but it, it it's really not fair to say that it. The Americans made uh, some beautiful sash that, that, in a lot of ways, um, uh, complemented the English style. Donovan has the most amazing set of equipment that is also highly skilled at grinding knives, and that's all squarehead stuff. Like yeah. this stuff is, yeah, this stuff got, is and, is and serious. And there's yeah, and there's um, like profile knives that are that are multiple. His inventory of profile knives is over ten thousand. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. He's, his yeah. Stuff, yeah if, if if you're looking for something, you know, monitor millwork on Instagram. But what's his? He he has a blog too. I follow yeah, that. Yeah, so I can't, he has a, a great blog. Uh, well, a, a website more or less. It's called uh, American Woodworking Machinery, which is the which is the brand to which. I would say he bows down to that's yeah. he's got mm -hmm. probably the the finest collection of American machinery from turn of the century. He's got a 36 inch jointer 36. That's a, yeah. That's a brand American. Yeah. American, that, right. American <clears throat> manufacturing machinery. They were at one point the largest producer of woodworking machinery in the world. Okay. They, the range of equipment that they built was incredible. So they, they acquired uh, permits and a whole bunch of other uh, manufacturers and became just by acquisition and sheer volume, massive, massive. But this massive. was this was industrial equipment for the well, most. This was part, line right? shaft. It, like yeah. it, this is all line shaft stuff. Yeah, when just. when there was too many trees and so many houses to build, this was the stuff. <laughs> you know. <laughs> And uh, he's collected and restored and promoted uh, that lost. Uh, he's definitely someone worth following. Oh, where, where's he it, out of? He's, he's in... out of Oregon, too. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, that is awesome. I'm not quite sure. More near the coast, I think. Well, is it, is it Monitor? Is that where the – is that the – Oh, is that, that a place? I think that's the case, but I, I don't – don't quote me on that. I've Yeah, um, I – I don't know I, for sure. I, I've heard it, and I don't think it is, but it might be. I don't know Oregon that well. Okay. Yeah, I'm, not, know, sure where uh, that, I'm not sure where the name Monitor in his, in, in his yeah. title, where that comes from. But uh, I knew Donovan from uh, the forums. He's he's a regular on old woodworking machines. Yeah, that's where, uh, I, that's where I first saw him, too. I was never – I didn't ever necessarily partake in the forums. I was more of a lurker, you know, somebody yeah. who, 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 who just, you know, just – looking for information and, and read and, and yeah, he's and, a, and, he's a regular there. Yeah. Um, but there's a couple other guys out in the East coast. Uh, there's, um, I don't know if you follow all of the sash guys. Uh, ben. I, fo I follow it. I think I see your name. Yeah. Most yeah. of the time. Matt, One McKen that McKen McKenzie's out there too. McKenzie. Um... Yeah. Yeah. One that hasn't <laughs> hit the, uh, instagram yet is eric laval he's east coast and okay. he's he's like i wouldn't say he's the equivalent to donovan but damn close donovan okay. he, he's untouchable he, he yeah. he's he's uh, collected such an amazing uh thing it's it's uh 
you just could never do it. You, Ramon, do you know who we're talking? Do you know who we're talking about when we're talking about this? And I, I know most a lot of people are are going to be like, I don't know who you're. Yeah, doing. he no, probably doesn't. I he don't. probably doesn't have that many followers because he's not doing the Instagram thing, right? Mm-hmm. He's not. He well, he does. Not, uh, yeah, he does. And yeah. I encourage him too because I tell sure. him, I say, look, Donovan, they don't know anything, so you got to kind of like, you, yeah, you got to really spell it out. Like you got to mm-hmm. let them know. Do you know that? Uh, that's square head tooling and like it'll rip your face off if the belt if the belt if the belt came off it would slap you silly like yeah. like you know like but he's got that stuff tuned just to yeah. the nines like sure sure like you i mean if you see his millwork pictures up close they're impeccable yeah so he you know with the stuff that donovan does so there's this you know hand tools um there's a, uh, you know, people think, you know, like, like Roy Underhill or all of these other people that are, that are doing hand tool work. And, and uh, I think it's fantastic, but the stuff that like Donovan does with that, that industrial or. Oh, what, it would be would fun. Be, it would what, be fun. What's, to, the, yeah. what, what, what's the term for that? Um, well, that's sad. That's sash machinery. That's really yeah, what that is. But I'm talking it about that, that era. The era of that is is what industrial pre-industrial what's um oh i don't know well that's the machine age i suppose machine like age. I, you know like the industrial revolution mm-hmm. i suppose but yeah but that that's a little later like um his stuff's a little later some of the early earlier stuff so you know that that's just the zenith if you ask me of 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 the machines getting together and actually developing companies developing specific types of machines like he has he really does have a sash factory stuff that we would do on the table so he has a specific machine that'll do oh, yeah. just that yeah. that and it's a big huge thing and it's you know you you know i say to him well you know it takes me forever to set up but you know i don't have a five thousand square feet and, and a machine but all it does is sash like yeah he, he can do he, he can do other stuff, but he'd have to, you wouldn't want to, he wouldn't want to change his tenoner or, or, or stuff like that. Cause it's all set up to do what he can do. There what, was, what's, there was what's, that. What's that. his username? Donovan's username? Uh, monitor Millworks. Monitor. monitor okay. Yeah. 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 It's, it's cool stuff. Especially if, you know, uh, sash door construction. Um, if you, know, you wanted even, that's, even uh, to, to know about traditional joinery, Oh, yeah. So it's it, you know it's architectural millwork. It's that's, doors, that's windows. It yeah, it's architectural millwork, but uh, you know it's it's all it's but all it's, relative to it's, furniture because it's the right scale. Yeah, proportions uh, and and, that. and it just shows you how machines did it, and they're just incredible. <laughs> they're it, it's just incredible what they'll do. Yeah, like they and they had a they had a race there, the sash racing. Eh? <laughs> I saw that. Yeah, they were doing yeah, yeah, that, that, that for was, a while. Like, that kind of got out of hand. That was two minutes or something. Somebody did it. Donovan did it in two minutes. Built the window in two minutes. Yeah, that's crazy. You know, yeah, yeah. And like, good. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, and it's yeah. The, the neat, the neat thing is, is it's it's the traditional way that that you know. So you, you, oh, you, yeah. you can get a glimpse. You can get a glimpse into the way that stuff was made when we were making. You know, when the when the country, you know, North America was making thousands of homes just uh, or just you know they're building building the country well a lot a lot um the sash uh organization back then was quite organized 
And they actually developed standardized sizing. You could go to the lumberyard and that was, it had become a standardized thing. So you, you can see this kind of information in books like Architectural Graphic Standards, which shows you all of the standard sizes. And Donovan, if you want to talk to him, will tell you, oh, that's a standard size. They had to yeah. So, so it, it, it's quite, and this is like in 18, this is in 1910, you know? So, mm, yeah. you know, you would order anywhere in the country, generally. Yep. So that, I mean, there were, there were regional differences, uh, you know, and certain colloquialisms of, and styles and, 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 and sort of uh, on the bars and how thick certain components were, you know, um, there was arts and crafts and uh, there was a lot of Victorian out, out, out west, certainly on the east coast, there was a lot of shingle style and East Lake, which all had different sort of um, styles, but their sizes were all the same. Um, generally, uh, it hadn't changed. It hasn't changed since uh donovan's equipment's been made and that's what that's what i think developed uh, the 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 manufacturers to develop these huge things it was a huge industry which is massive just yeah. i mean that's the only windows there wasn't any pvc <laughs> yeah no, you know, no and, aluminum aluminum clads or anything like yeah, that it was just yeah, fiberglass, fiberglass or, yeah, yeah you know but i i don't know how many fiberglass restorers there are going to be uh <laughs> yeah. in 100 years right <laughs> so yeah i love that kind of stuff man i i, mean, I, I, I do he has, a, I, he has a very interesting page yeah oh, go to go to his uh go to his website his it's, website is his blog it, it, is yeah, like he's yeah. the world expert. No, there is nobody in the world that is more knowledgeable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. he he is the he's God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's the God of Sash yeah. in 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 that in that realm. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like so, yeah, you know, cool. old school, old ways, and and just excellent, excellent taste. The guy's just got excellent taste in yeah. everything. You know, yeah, and, he's, so. and it, I've only I've only talked to him I think maybe once or twice. That was a, quite a while ago. But uh, good humor, jeez, the guy's dry <laughs> and funny. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you, you got, yeah, yeah. I find it took me a bit to get used to him, but uh, I talk to him quite often on back channels. Okay, you know, yeah. uh, or sure. send him stuff that I think he'll think is funny. You know, yeah. He's 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 by himself, if you ask me. He set himself beside himself. There's, there's nobody to compare he, him to. <laughs> no, yeah. he, he, he's just so unique uh, in that way. Yeah. Um, so I can. I mean, yeah. If if any of the listeners are into into historic, uh, authentic, this isn't this isn't pretend. Uh, he, that's the guy. It's this. It's made exactly the same way with the same mm. machinery. Uh, even he gets his own wood and selects everything. It's uh, he. I know. I think he's. Um, I think he's actually opening bits of schools. You can go and, and take a little class with him. Eh? Oh, Basically, I don't, know. I don't know about that. Yeah, I, I, I've caught wind that he's. Had I hope a he does. I hope he does. I and mean, kinda, I would go if he did that. He's that got a gigantic be... wealth of knowledge to to mm -hmm. hand. You know to. No use well, in the dying. experience no, would be yeah. amazing. No too, use right? in hoarding hoarding that. You know, if if he can figure out a way to to do Share some education, that, yeah. that'd be wonderful. God, 
because that that stuff is you know like i said before the hand tool stuff there's there's a lot of hand tool stuff um which is again is fantastic um but i think there's something to be said for the the historic um machine age well or just and, even the machines i noticed when i first got onto instagram there wasn't a lot mm-mm. there wasn't a lot of people sharing hey you know this is how you do this on the shaper like with with with, with you know more more industrial style mm-hmm. um uh setups you know here's how you grind knives here's here's how you use these machines to do this if you were say working for Sklar Pepler or you know one of these one of these big manufacturers that have, have gone the way of the world all the all the look at all the lost skill from all the people like uh you know up and down the east coast with all the furniture companies that just went the way of the world you know and uh now there's not really i don't think any of the people coming on into woodworking realize the advanced production methods um that were developed from the time donovan's machines were built well into the 60s and 70s when industrial woodworking in america and north america were were huge businesses i mean uh, there was uh, like I my PK for instance came from a huge company called Gibbard Furniture it was the oldest one in Canada and it was a huge factory this place had kilns it was huge it 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 there it had floors elevators like this place was huge all classic machines all table saws not today it's it's you know it's all spit out man made materials yeah. Uh, you know they they made their own cores they made like they they did everything greenwood dried cut stacked glued everything you know so i think those sort of things can learning how they did it uh, equivalates to people like us who are the single craftsmen still for the most part using the classic machines the table saws the sanders yes some of us have got some cncs but they're just making small parts for the most part the finest furniture makers still are not making cnc furniture uh you know even uh i think even uh the chairs that are being hans wagner chairs that are being done uh, they use some cnc but there's still a lot of people with jigs mm-hmm. and fitting and and, a lot and doing a lot. Yeah. you know it's still the it's still the handwork mm-hmm. that jt woodworks what's it's his name he's been building oh, that yeah, joseph yeah that joseph that, that chair is beautiful uh, that guy is nuts mm-hmm. like I, like i love it he, he like that guy is what do you call it he hashtag slow slow furniture, slow furniture yeah his hashtag I love that. Uh, you know, like, uh, so that's sort of what's been tickling my boat as of late. Oh, there's there's that joiner. That, God. Yeah. Yeah, three, three foot wide. Yeah, it's it's all. Oh, did you see? Are you looking at Donovan's? He, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he makes fun of it. He's just like, oh, it's a little table. Great, great assembly table. <laughs> yeah. You know. Uh. Yeah, it's, it's the only one that I know of that exists. Jeez. There is a speculation that there's another one. It's full of it's dusty on on the on the far side of it. <laughs> but like you can't even reach across a three foot joiner. Like like, like how do you use a three foot joiner? I sure would love to find out. <laughs> yeah, that's that's like beautiful. That, that's, 
like I've got 26 inch wide. Three feet would like it's just just it's just ridiculous. It's, it's I don't even have boards that big. So sure. you know, it, that's yeah. I think that his well his his planer I think is forty inches wide. So he has he has a lot of capacity. He has he has the he has the best of everything. But his tool knowledge, um, his design knowledge on windows and and uh, sash work. Ben has got to be the best of the sticking yeah. joinery um, and how you mill that with those machines is different than me and you would mill. You're like me. You use modern techniques to duplicate uh, uh, historical styles, right? With, yeah. with uh, he and, and actually in a lot of cases, it's harder to do it the way he's doing it than to just put the shaper on and order a cutter and stuff like that, you know, mm-hmm. but uh, it's just amazing that someone is, is still sharing that sort of knowledge. He's got to be the last, like he, he is the last He's but he's documented a lot. And so, he's, and, that, and that's the thing. If you, if you can read his, um, the blog that he's got, he, he was, was proficient at that. I mean, the Instagram thing it was kind of a latecomer to that. Uh, well, I'm glad think, that he's come because I do too, because it gives people a, at least a taste. Well, it's the younger generation. Yeah. I don't think the older generation grasps that. That's that's they think of it as museum and not because uh, I mean Donovan's running a, a legitimate shop. That's what oh, he's yeah. living at. Like like yeah. this isn't a you know a, a museum, although it's a finer example of many of the museums that are museums. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it, it's kind of it's, it's yeah, kind it's, of a work, it's a it's a working. It's a working museum in, in ways, yeah. Yeah. Um, in in legitimate ways. I mean, he's it's not he's not just doing things just to just to but show you he, how to, how the equipment runs. He's, you, he's you making stuff he, for sale. Yeah, you said he's by himself. Yeah, uh, well, he's got a dog. That's that's all I ever see. I I think he's married. Um, uh, but I mean, he's no, not. He just, there's no, no employees. No, 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 because you would he. Yeah, you ocean. can't bring people into that kind. Of, yeah, oh, like ocean it, business and that you can't would just touch be a that or if you don't know it. How do you learn that? Like it took him his well, whole life. Well, I just mean you know it'd be somebody that yeah that's fascinated by it and yeah. So you'd oh, probably yeah. have he'd probably have to warm up to you. You <laughs> yeah. know, like like I would think because I'm kind of that way. I have but, lots of people want to work for me, and I'm like, no. Nah. I can just tell you're not going to work here. Well, you're just Nick is there. What, yeah, <laughs> but Nick, Nick, Nick's got his own little. He's a blacksmith. He's not allowed to come into the shop and oh. just and 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 do stuff unless I'm there. But he's a blacksmith, and so he's got his own building. Yeah, he's got okay. his own building. Um, now Andrew, my apprentice, now has been with me. Andrew, for that's while. who I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah, Andrew. yeah. Nick's the blacksmith. Andrew is my uh, woodworking apprentice. He's he's, he's, he's been turned... with you a while. Yeah, yeah, he's. Yeah, I hope he stays for a little while. But, you know, I always tell people that you're going to leave, you see, because I haven't done my job if you don't. And, (laughs) you know, I don't want you to stay here. I mean, unless, I know, you can stay here, but I want you to be better than me. I want you to move on. I want you to Mm -hmm. be on your own. So if I've accomplished anything, you you should, the reward is you leaving. (laughs) Like, you know, and... um, I enjoy uh, doing that. I've done quite a few apprentices. A lot of them are successful, and it's nice to see them come back around and see what they're doing. So it's it's just, uh, I think, important that – because I don't have kids, 
So uh, it, it's a way to it's 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 just a way to 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 pass things on. And if they're keen, uh, then then uh, I had that when I was young, so I think it's I think it's good. I have somebody from uh, Switzerland that wants to come here. If I'll put them up, they'll work for a year for free. And I don't oh, know how to, right? I don't know how to deal with that. Um, <laughs> But there's always a somebody wanting to come here and work, and it's it's always that well, you know, like there's no sauce stop here, right? You know, you know, not, <laughs> not every not everything's glamorous, you know what I mean? Like, okay, I don't know what you think I am, but it isn't who you see on the internet. <laughs> okay, you know it, it's real here, and and so some people come. I can I can read them pretty good now. <clears throat> but th- th- there's a lot of people with you know stars in their eyes mm-hmm. and feel that woodworking is very romantic because it kind of is but i mean those things won't get you very far mm-hmm. in the real world uh and um so i'm kind of hard on people that way but well ones... it can be a very a- appealing craft from the outside like you're saying but you know, if you're just seeing seeing shiny pictures on on the internet, which is which is what you see, is, is what you see. Yeah. So it's, I mean, I, I'll be I'll be honest. That why would I post boring pictures of me sweeping the floor and mm-hmm. like I'm not gonna do that. So it, it's 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 odd, Raymond. It's odd. Like, have you not had anybody work for you, Raymond? Not since I've been on my own. I mean, I had employees under me for for decades. Um, it's a huge responsibility, and it takes it away a lot of your life. Eh? It uh, it was actually a I used, I used to call it a blessing and a curse because I learned so much from from my employees, and you know I had a constant demand to improve production, increase production, jigs, fixtures, problem solving, just thinking yeah. thinking yeah. on the fly, out of the box, and and the employees, you know, for for the most part. They were really good guys, and they wanted to be there. They wanted to learn. They listened to what I said, and that 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 was awesome. I mean, because uh, you you know, the more you teach, the more you learn. So yeah, that's in that regard, it was you know, it was I learned a lot. Well, I think what me having my apprentice is what I would miss is what you get to do. You get to develop your own ideas where the shop is strictly yours. Whereas when I have employees now, there's a job going on all the time because I have employees. Mm-hmm. And I can't, I couldn't do that bench build. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, and develop some ideas. Oh, because, oh yeah. You know what I mean? That that yeah. freedom to to be just your shop, not a production shop, mm-hmm. right? Oh, yeah. I, Which I is what I really so long that I kind of went the other direction. I just don't want, I don't want employees. I don't want, it's, I'm not going to do a production shop. I did that, you know, with my brother and. It's interesting though. I um I a guy reached out to me. He's gonna show up September sixteenth, and uh, we're gonna do a a one day one on one marketry class. So I'm really excited about in, that. In your in your shop? Yeah, yeah. Well, that sounds pretty good. I want to do some little classes here because uh um like uh you know because of the people that come to the Rust Fest, there's a lot of they're all the same sort of like minded. Yeah, they're all like, "Oh, Jack, I wish you could show me that." And I started thinking. I thought, you know what? I wonder if I should just have a class on how to set up a table saw dead nuts. Like, you know, like you you'd think that uh, you'd think people know that, but they don't. Mm-hmm. No, they, uh-huh. they don't know that stuff. 
Matter of fact, when I got on first got on Instagram, I started sharing some of the stuff that I do. I was surprised that a lot of things that I was showing seemed novel to a lot of people, and I thought this I thought this was common knowledge. Or I I would have a post getting ready to to get it out there and be like, nobody cares about this, nobody's gonna want to see this, and I'd post it and it would it would get it would go crazy. I was like, yeah. wow. So it's yeah. Yeah, you can't. That would that's, be very cool, setting up machines like that. Yeah, it's because people are thirsty for knowledge. That's people right. Are, people are hungry for it. You know, I mean, just mm. just like just like we are. You know, you see something. You know, Ramon, I've seen stuff that you do. That's like, man, that's a freaking great idea. And Jack, the same thing. You know, I mean, you just, you see stuff that other people are doing. Well, I think and, that's because we're all into that sort of same. Well, yeah, you know, but, but innovative ways to make the workflow better and. You know, absolutely, and and but, that's the that's the thing is is that when you, you know, like Rust Fest, it, it's just a, you know, it, it's it, it's just a concentration of people like minded yeah. that, that yeah. have a have a similar interest. I mean, not everybody has the has this you know is the same. Everybody's different, but but you have a you have a common interest, and for you know for a day or a couple of days, you get to <laughs> dork out and talk to and and talk it to is other total people. dorky. Like yeah. wood, wood, woodworkers are the dorkiest. I, dork. Isn't it great? Like a, they are a woodworking dork. Oh like, gosh, yeah, wood dork. Yeah. <laughs> my 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 poor wife has has gone to, with me to a couple of different things, oh, yeah. and holy smokes, I feel. At the end of the day, I'm I'm all excited, and she's just like the holy cow. Like at, at that uh, AWFS show, I mean, it was you know it was mostly guys. There were some girls there, of course, that were oh yeah, pretty I mean, it's knowledible. Not, it's but not, it's a lot not of them whether were... it's a guy or a girl, it's just it's just whether you're interested in it or not. There's yeah, plenty of but I mean, plenty of like women that are. Was there a ton out. of people there? Remember? It was pretty busy. Um, I I heard that the show was down a little bit this year, but I wouldn't know. I I went to that when I believe it was in Anaheim. And I think they outgrew that venue and moved okay. it to Vegas, but that was a long time ago. But it was, it was incredible. I mean, there was just so much to see, but a lot of it was geared toward big, massive production shops. I mean, uh, yeah, somebody buy was the, buy us, the tools, you buy know, the tools. Yeah, yeah, CNCs. One one guy had a the middle of the floor, and he literally had CNCs, and you know material handling machine handling machines and edge banders and big panel saws and just somebody was saying it was like one and a half million just to set up the booth yeah like had, that to me that's not woodworking that, yeah that's, that's, that, that that's entrepreneur that's set up and a that, factory that that's, is interesting to me because i was kind of you know my background kind of touched on that a little bit with my brother's production shop but yeah you're right it's not it's not really woodworking it's it's like you say, that's making it's, money with all production, this, with you all know, this production machines. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just sales. At the same service. time, there was the other side where there was, you know, people, uh, you know, with with uh, hand tools and chisels. Fine woodworking was there, so you could walk in and you, if you had anything to do with woodworking, you would find something absolutely yeah. interesting. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was it was killer cool. Well, I had one of the sash producers invite me to go down there, and I couldn't go. 
So he had told me to come down one me in his booth, kind of, I guess, like what you were. Damn, that would have been awesome to see you there. I, I, I been, but I didn't I mean, know you were going. Or I, well, crapped I, I our pants. Go. I could, I could, I could Is go. that Jack Forsberg right there? Oh, I would have. I would have. I would have snuck up on you. You wouldn't have known. You would have shit your pants. Especially <laughs> because awesome. Phil was Phil was there too, man. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That would have been great. So, yeah. So yeah, pretty neat. Oh, you know what I wanted to tell you, uh, Ramon? Yeah, what's that? I watched you fit that that little brass piece into your, you know, your your logo that uh, mm. Boje or whatever her name is. What's uh, Jennifer Bauer? Yeah, that God, she's amazing too. Right? She is. Yeah, uh, carved. Now, what did she do? Did she she just cut those circle out, and that's why you had to fit it? So she cut that and then she hand engraved my logo and all that it, it's like it's just amazing. with a scroll saw though she didn't cut it on a lathe or it wasn't, no it she wasn't cut perfectly it round it was so close i had to use calipers to check it because okay i wanted it a little bit big because i told her i'm going to use an inch and a half forstner bit it's carbide forstner bit and um so she made it a few thousands and okay. it was very it was tight, accurate eh? yeah 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 I, I had to sand it just a little bit um but the hand engraving if you look at that close if you didn't know better you'd think it was a machine it is so clean and well crisp. i got a buddy that does that on, yeah. on rifles and stuff it's amazing what they can uh-huh. do it's a it's amazing and she used a pretty substantial piece it was like a 16th of an inch thick brass so she yeah. could get a deeper uh engraving yeah, I've seen her work. It's pretty incredible. She's yeah. she's pretty incredible, mm-hmm. you know. But you know what I wanted to tell you was, you know, the thing is you wanted to fit that in there. And so you were, you know, you, you're doing sort of your marquetry back beveling it, right? Mm-hmm. Sneaking up on the fit. Mm-hmm. So you know what I would try if you want to try another way, which might be uh, interesting is you've got a metal lathe. Okay, oh, so oh. It, it it becomes a problem of holding that without damaging it. This mm-hmm. is this is really what the, the, I, the I I thought about that, but go ahead. I I did think about putting it on the lathe. So what 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 I would do is get a faceplate on there and put a piece of wood on it so that you can cut into the wood. Okay, mm-hmm. then all you do is you just pressure fit it from the backside with your spur center. Mm-hmm. Now you've got it held, so the engraving's against the wood on the faceplate. Right. Okay, don't push in your purse spur center very much. You're only taking off a thou. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. What's, what that's good about is you could still do your back bevel, but it is perfectly round. I mean, right. There's nothing that's not, it'll be perfectly round. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing is you can take a little kiss off of that, back off your tailstock, and go check its fit. Yeah. Go put it right back on. Yeah. It's that's, bang on concentric again. That's pretty cool. I remember my dad doing something like that. Uh, he was fitting a plug or something. I thought about doing that. But I, it's a really easy way to do like you, yeah, as long as your Forstner bit drilled perfectly straight. Yeah, it, it, it does pretty good. I think it's carbide. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought about doing that, but I'm pretty fast at inlay from. So it's kind of funny. Years ago when I was a kid, I was fascinated. And I know it sounds here we are, you know, woodworking dork. It was fascinating uh, fascinated by fitting countertops to crooked walls, and I used to take scrap countertops home, oh, and and fit them that, to to the outside of buildings and around you know <laughs> my house. It's 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 
I can relate because I got in when I first got into cabinet making. It was with with, with plastic laminates. But we did a lot of that to fit work. crooked walls, and so fitting stuff, you know, to precision. So when, yeah. when I started doing marquetry, it was just a perfect fit for me because I like that precision fit of the double bevel yeah. technique. Yeah. So and and then inlay I've too. I've never so. seen anybody use a skill saw. Like that's you're crazy. Like uh, how you do that. <laughs> It's like you say, you just do it over and over, you get good at it. I would have it's, never thought to use a skill saw. It's the safest way that I've ever – it feels safe. It probably me, is. But I, I can't I can't even – I can't show it. It doesn't look safe, it, though. It do, no, it doesn't. Um, <laughs> no. No. But neither did that guy cutting those uh, shingles on Jack's page. Wasn't that crazy? <laughs> like, that's, that's, that's not historic stuff, eh? That's, that, that's current. Yeah. That that's being done currently. How how is that being done currently? Where that guy reaches over the <laughs> well, saw. Well, um, well, because it's probably in the backwoods, some Oregon. Like you know, like who's gonna, you know, and it, or it's probably the owner, right, or, yeah. or something. Like oh that. sure. If yeah. you go look, there are ones that got all kinds of guards, and you should hear them all say, "I can't, I can't, can't work I can't, on this. I can't work it. <laughs> I can't see the line." I, yeah. But I mean, yeah, no, it's those are massive. I, I noticed. I noticed a, a few people like my comment about. I don't see the problem. He's wearing gloves. Yeah, I thought they were wearing gloves to hide the cut off finger. <laughs> like, because even the guy, because the story goes is that once you once you fail there and you don't have enough fingers to hold stuff, they send you down to weave the shingles in in packages, right? Oh and, if, and if you lose your fingers there, well, they they send you off to pasture. But I mean the volumes. <laughs> The volumes that they cut are just unbelievable. Thirty thousand shingles a day. Yeah, that was that was like crazy. like that's that that's uh, like every day, every day. But it just makes you appreciate the cost of a package of those shingles when you consider it. It's the materials included. Like what I used to think was expensive seems rather affordable now. Uh, you know so yeah i love i love posting that kind of stuff because it's obscure and i don't think very many people are have seen it there's a guy and i can't remember his name on instagram he picked he posts i haven't seen him in a while but he, he posts like really you know old i don't know late 19th early 20th century uh black and white photos of loggers yeah yeah and, yeah yeah, yeah who, i thought i um He's got quite a following. I don't yeah. know who that. Um, He's supposed to Maury. Maybe he ran out. I don't know where he gets those, but they're fascinating. Oh yeah, yeah. The the amount of of logs and lumber that these guys are handling back then. Well, like I read a couple of historic books that were sending out volumes of millwork being produced at certain eras during uh, America's history. When we, we, had, we, when we, have, had we do not, with all that $1.5 million worth of equipment in the middle of that showroom there, do not produce the material that we used to do. Much of everything now is man-made. All of that CNC stuff doesn't like real wood. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, like, it, it just mm-hmm. doesn't. It, that's it a good can. point. And, that's that's uh, a good but, point. You know, I mean... The reason that they're selling handling equipment is because you're dealing with man-made things. And then once things are compartmentalized and sized, it, well, why do you need people? Shut the lights off. There's a computer. And you go home and you buy your 
kid, a GI Joe with a Kung Fu grip and you're in debt for 35 years, <laughs> you know, like whatever, like I, that never, ever fascinated me to a point where I aspired to it. So, I, and I don't know, uh, I don't know anybody who aspires to that kind of thing that are, are really good woodworkers either. They're, mm-hmm. they're entrepreneurs and, and the, they let the machines manufacture. Yeah, them. you can make a lot of money, but uh, it's it's not. Yeah, but it's yeah. Like, you can do. There's no passion. There's no. Well, I mean, oh, there I there is. It's just it's just it's directed towards entrepreneurship. <laughs> yeah. and, well, I mean, directly related with woodworking. I mean, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. I do I do think though that though that the CNC in if you can become fluid in in CNC. Um, and you know, we had, we had a CNC at the shop that I worked at before and we would use it for production, but we'd also use it for, um, you know, f- for, uh, interesting artistic pieces that we would do. Um, you know, the guy that, the guy that makes the pool cues, this is at this, uh, yeah. pl- place where I restored the antique pool tables and that, um, but we had a, um, a guy named Troy Downey who did uh, custom pool cues, and he did everything on a CNC mill, and the work was incredible. I mean, just absolutely incredible. Well, so it's it could, a tool. It's a tool, right? It could be used in a, in an artistic manner. I mean, for the generally, for the most part, you know, the cost of those machines, you know, dictate that it is used in a production environment. Yeah, yeah. But um, but. It can but be. smaller, smaller ones are becoming available. Oh yeah, certainly affordable yeah. to sure, have sure. in our uh, shops. Are I mean, I see, I see hobbyists yeah. have CNCs and and Phil's and Phil's mentor. Um, you know, he he talks about him all the time using the CNC. You know, he's using mm-hmm. it. Um, from yeah. the you know from the artistic. I I, I think anything can be used. Yeah. Um, in in an artistic manner or in a, in a um in a creative manner or it can be used in a production in production mode. yeah i mean yeah. my my good tape good point. My, my table saw at at my shop you know is used for both i mean it, i would i would love it to be used more for the creative side but um you know it's i it, got to pay the bills too so it, at times you know it just it just turns into the production machine um you know it's just those so, those are the things the luxury you know that if you if you if you can have it and you can become fluid in it and you know and then you have the luxury of being able to do things creatively with it or you can do some amazing I guess, stuff I guess the it. I guess the difference for me is is that it, it's gotten to a point now where we're talking the manufacturer is selling you entire systems like I'm this isn't your table saw this isn't a band saw this isn't a little CNC over in the corner to make parts for something that you've developed uh, to, to sell and, and make a living from. These are systems that say, look, here's how you make windows. You buy this hardware, these machines, mm-hmm. and you produce this line of, of windows. Yeah. Which isn't what you're really doing, Ben. No. Nor am I, nor is Ramon. Nor is anybody in, usually in a single man shop or a so there is few no, people shop. There's no creativity in the using them artistically there no it's already been predetermined and festool is kind of a, 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 an indication of that oh why do you want to do mortise and tenons just use a domino 
it, it's a way of making a mortise and tendon that is perfectly acceptable. But, you know, the domino is not teaching you how to make mortise and tendons artistically. Mm-hmm. Right? So, I mean, it's not to say that but it can, it can dominoes allow- can make artistic furniture they can yeah but it, it's it's even further than that where you got material handling and it's we've made every solution from the get-go to the end product sure and, and in, they're including, even training you yeah, to run the equipment including the yeah including the raw yeah the raw material is is, is i just hope that's not where where it's going but possibly that well, is where it's going part of it is going that way you know that's just the nature of the beast yeah um and part of it will but it it, it can't completely because no some people i mean there's people with passion and, and you know like jack i mean listen to him talk you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> yeah sorry man i think i i think i talked too much <laughs> no i mean well, it's, a, it's always, a good it's what a good, are, it's a good i got thing. i've got what have we got for time here Oh, well, we're, 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 we're done. We're, we're done. way we're, over. We're on the after show, buddy. We're, a, we're on the, we're we're on the after show. <laughs> I didn't yeah. even realize, man. That, I, I flew I, by. Yeah, I think, you know, that's that's the fun of this of this show <laughs> or whatever the heck. I don't know. You can podcast. We're not so structured yet. We're, we're not, I think, we're I not think it's great. Um, I, I, what's great is, is I never listened to podcasts before. So after I had that last one with you guys i went on and checked out a bunch and i'm telling you man this is a pretty good one uh, like awesome like it's a pretty good one <laughs> like, well, we, we we appreciate it we know it's a it's a little bit um it's a pretty loose format we know that <laughs> well like, uh, you, you, but, you probably got good followers that you know they're, they're interested in generally what you're doing which is which is what it's all about it's about hey this is the way we like to make things this is you know, but we like to be independent craftsmen trying to, you know, make make what we make and say that's what I made. Like, yeah, which, it's, uh, which, it's which, those woodworking dorks that just want to sit around and talk woodworking. That's kind of how we approached it, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. I mean, it's gonna fit somebody's. Some people will like it, and some won't. Um, for yeah. the most part, it's it's been doing pretty good. Yeah, it's for the numbers. Good. People are positive, and I I look forward every time to when we do a recording. <laughs> you know, like like this this being able to sit down. I'm you know I'm sitting here in my dining room and getting to talk to you two guys, and and I know that the things that I find interesting, I, I know there's going to be some other folks out there that find that interesting also, and it's just at least three or four. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, you know, Jack, uh, I, you know, we appreciate you coming on. <laughs> Phil and oh, I enjoy, I enjoy filling it. in for Phil. Yeah. <laughs> I did Phil, fill his shoes Phil, Morley, Phil, didn't I? Phil Morley's shoes. I filled his shoes Morley. That's awesome. He's going to have to be twice as good when he comes back. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be, it'll hey, be interesting. Sh- it'll be, shouldn't be too. Don't be pretty talking. amazing that uh, that trailer he worked on, though, eh? Yeah, yeah. cool stuff. Like I'm, I'm, I'm envious. That's a nice little trailer. Uh, yeah, I, I, I wasn't envious of him about two weeks ago when he was trying to 
put all that together at the oh, end. Oh gosh. Jeez. I just yeah. know that I know yeah, the stress was, was I know the stress was going was pretty was running pretty high. That was a mouthful that he bit off. There. Yeah, it really was. Well, that's I mean, a big. Those are those are. Uh, there's nothing straight in those places. Yeah, <laughs> could have used you, Raymond. Yep, I, I would love to do that. Yeah, <laughs> let me add it, man. I'll subscribe. Oh yeah, where's my skill saw? You would have been done. Uh, oh, very cool. Well, Ramon, you wanna you wanna get us out of here? Yeah, man. Well, Jack, we really appreciate you uh, taking the time and. Uh, we any uh, any time guys it, it was awesome thank you and thank you all once again for tuning in to another episode of woodworkers podcast we absolutely appreciate it and by the way since you're loving the show <laughs> or i mean if if you're loving the show head over to itunes and throw us a rating that will help us tremendously with our ranking we would be very grateful and so on behalf of ben brunick on Instagram at Chalkstone Woodworking, Jack Forsberg at Jack English Machines. I'm Ramon Valdez at Ramon <laughs> Artful, and we will catch you again right here on the next episode of Woodworkers Podcast. Much thanks. Thanks again, guys. Thanks, Jack. Thanks for being on, yep. man. Thanks, to yeah. man. Great talking with you, Ramon. Good night, boys. Weren't you supposed to say cheerio? Oh, that's right, eh? <laughs> An English Texas accent. <laughs> <laughs> Just trying to pull that off. Right? Look at look at that, Urban Dealer. <laughs> <laughs>